0: Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com. Hey, what is going on? I want to welcome everybody to this special Memorial Day message that is so unique because i'm one of 8 communicators that have the uh, privilege really of sharing this platform and speaking this weekend. And it's so cool because it's eight people who have been a part of Milestone, been impacted by Milestone. And I'm so honored to be one of the speakers. I'm also excited because this message right now is special for our online campus. And so they're going to be getting a different experience on the weekend. And we wanted to prepare something special for our online campus. And if you don't know, my name is Luke Newby. I'm our online campus pastor. I grew up at Milestone and I was in student ministry for almost 10 years. And I remember whenever they pitched my name for the online campus pastor, I was not excited at all. And I thought online, like what even is that? You know, is that, is that like a, a Zoom thing? And I was just hesitant at the beginning. And that's how I know it's a God thing because I soon realized that the experiences and the the spiritual family and impact that have affected me so greatly at Milestone Church carries over so much to online. I I joke that one of my hobbies is a content consumer because I love consuming content. And online, figuring out how do we bridge the gap for what people are experiencing here in the room and at the campuses, how do we do that online? And really that's my passion for online campus is that you would experience the warmth, the love, the the connection and really spiritual family that we're gonna talk about today online. I love that I got to meet a mom and uh, her daughter a few weekends ago, and this mom, was. she lives in Houston and she watches online, she's a part of our online campus. And it was so cool because as I was sharing the vision for online and I was saying, you know what, I want people to not just be consumers of content. I don't want them to just sign online and and consume content or watch a message. I want them to experience the warmth the spiritual family, the the excitement and what God is doing, the presence of God. And it was so cool because the daughter is like, you know what, my mom used that exact language. That's what she said she feels when she watches online. And so I'm excited to be with you today online campus and share this message. And it's really something that's so valuable, something that has impacted me so greatly. But... You might be wondering who I am. Like I said, my name is Luke. I am the online campus pastor. I grew up here at Milestone Church. And I actually, I was the first student here at Milestone. And it was so funny because I know Pastor Tyron, our student pastor, was praying. It's, it's right at the beginning. We were meeting in the cafeteria and he's praying that God would send, a, you know, an athlete, someone influential. And I want to show you this picture. This is who God sent. This is <laughs> with the crazy hair and everything. I was wearing my pink Converse and my bleach blonde hair, but God God had plans for me and I love it. And so my wife and I met at Elevate's first retreat. And uh, now she works at the church as well. As you see, it's my lovely family, my lovely wife. We've been married 11 years now and our three kiddos. And uh, I'm feeling pressure to have a fourth child, but yeah, I'm not giving into that pressure. I think, I think that we're done. Winslet, my oldest, she's six. She's a mini me. She's a mini daddy. She is awesome. Callahan is our middle child, our son, and he's a mini version of my wife. And then Savoy, my youngest, is crazy, okay? (laughs) If you have three kids, any parents of three kids, you know what I'm saying? We don't know how God sent her. She is just absolutely wild, and you see the curly hair, but um, my house is just never quiet and I've kind of just adapted to it. I just don't even feel the noise anymore. I just have accepted that it's a war zone. People will come over and I won't realize that my kids are screaming in the other room because I'm so used to it. You know, if you have young kids or you've had young kids, you understand what we're saying, but I'm excited for this, this message today. It's something that has so radically, radically impacted my life. And I believe will radically impact your life. And I'm excited that we're doing this message for the online campus because I really don't believe that that is a barrier for you to experience spiritual family. I really believe that what we're talking about today will have a radical impact on your life. And we've been talking through this series, Let's Talk Family, about family. And we've, it's been so practical and helpful talking about our natural families. And now we're gonna be talking about the spiritual family, which has a direct impact and correlation to our natural families. And I like to say it like this, because you may have heard Pastor Jeff talk about it. You may have heard us use that word before, spiritual family. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you enjoy the chicken that we're, that we're serving. You enjoy the product, the apple pie. You, you like the warm feeling. The, you like how, how, how warm people are and connective. But you don't realize what it is that creates that. And really it's spiritual family. And it's not just a a milestone thing, though, because I want to show you that this is something in the Bible. This is a pattern that God set in place. And so go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 92. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 14. And uh, before we get there, I want to read Psalm 68, 6. I'm reading out of the NIV version, and it says this. It says, God sets the lonely in families. God sets the lonely in families. You can underline or highlight that word sets. If you're using the Milestone app, you'll see the notes on there as well. But this isn't just an Old Testament concept. This isn't just something in the Psalms. This is, see, this is seen throughout the entire Bible. Because if you look at 1 Corinthians 12, 18, I'm reading in the NIV as well, it says this. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. Isn't that so interesting? We look at in the psalm there, it says God sets. And then we look in the First Corinthians verse, it says God places. And these two verses give us a window into what spiritual family really is and how we experience it. And you know what's funny with online, I think 2020 changed so much about how we relate to each other and experience uh, just just connection and friendship online. 2020 changed a lot of that. You know, I, I was thinking in my own life, really curbside pickup? isn't optional for me, it's mandatory now. How many know what I'm saying? Now curbside pickup where you're going to a restaurant or or anything like that. My family and I went inside Chick-fil-A the other day. Chick-fil-A's opened up again and it was so weird. We sat down in Chick-fil-A and I'm eating my Chick-fil-A and I thought, this tastes different, what is it? And I didn't realize it that Chick-fil-A tastes different fresh because I was so used to getting it to go for the past so many years. We, we just handle things differently now. Grocery pickup is another thing that's changed for me. And I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? I, I, unapologetically go to two different grocery stores, depending on convenience, okay? If you're like me, maybe you use the, whatever the grocery app is where they deliver it to your house, but we do our online grocery pickup and sometimes it's, it's grocery store A, because it's closer to home and sometimes it's grocery store B. I'm not, I'm not loyal to either one, it's all convenience, okay? So it's either one or even this one, Netflix, let's be honest in church, how many of you use somebody else's password? for Netflix. I don't, I don't know, if, I mean, we gotta be honest in church and if you didn't have the password, would you use it? So somewhat we're used to convenience, whether that's curbside pickup or grocery pickup or Netflix, whatever that is. But the thing is, we all, we all long for this desire to engage differently. But I feel like with online specifically, it's changed. So we can be, have so much online presence and we're taking in information and content and we may be interacting a little bit online, but there's still this sense of isolated loneliness, this felt need of, am I seen, am I known? I think of this awesome young adult, Andy, who's a part of our online campus, who lives up in Illinois and got connected during that COVID time to our online campus and to an online small group. And this guy over the past two years has taken massive strides, he's known, uh, he texts back and forth with, with people from our church about praying together and meeting together. And he's moving to Dallas-Fort Worth to be a part of our Keller campus, which is absolutely incredible. But for the past multiple years, he's been known and experiencing this spiritual family through online. And really, I believe that's possible for every person. But the, the challenge is oftentimes an obstacle. Is stepping out of that convenience that we're so used to. And we're gonna look here in just a moment uh, at what the Bible has to say about how we experience spiritual family, because here's what I believe that God has help for you and that God wants to do that. Go ahead and ask, as I asked earlier in your Bible, we're gonna read out of Psalm 92. We're gonna read verses 12 through 14. Let's read this together in the Bible. It says this The righteous will flourish like a palm tree, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted, circle that word or highlight it, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green. Listen, this is a biblical pattern, this this idea of spiritual family. I know we use that word and you may be thinking, what exactly is that? It's not just a milestone thing and it's not just an in-person thing. I believe that this is something in the Bible that God has set up that even if you weren't a part of Milestone Church or I wasn't a part of Milestone Church, I still believe in the idea that God places, that he sets. And if you look at this verse, I love it in verse 13, it said, when we're planted, in the house of the Lord, that we will flourish, that even in old age will bear fruit, will stay fresh and stay green. And I love that this is a pattern throughout the Bible. We see Ruth and Naomi, Jonathan and David, Elijah and Elisha, Paul and Timothy, Jesus and the disciples and the early church. But what I notice is interesting here, and this is the thesis of what I wanna talk about today, is there is a requirement before we flourish before we stay fresh and stay green, before those things happen, the Bible says that we must be planted. And so my point to us today is everything that we're looking for is found after we're planted in spiritual family. Let me say that again. Everything that you're looking for in your life, the connection, the spiritual family, the the vital things that you need in your family, those things are found after we're planted in God's house. And I truly believe that. And you may be thinking, you know, Luke, you, you've grown up at Milestone. How does that, how does that even work, you know, with, with, with your own life? Well, you see me where I am now as an online campus pastor and I've been in student ministry. But really when I came to Milestone, I was the least likely person to be in ministry. I was the least likely candidate and it was only because I was planted in the house of God, my relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost, but through the context of spiritual family where I experienced all of the, all the development and the people that cared about me. So my, my story a little bit early on, my mom and my, my parents got divorced when I was very young and uh, they they were divorced when I was six, and there was drugs and alcohol and and just just craziness. And I remember even as a young kid, I was I was around that environment, and I was sleeping on people's couches at parties and around drugs and chaos and those things. And I, I honestly had no idea what normal looked like. I thought that that experience as a young child growing up around the chaos, I thought that was normal. I had no idea of who God was, of who Jesus was, or church or or anything like that. I hadn't seen a real Christian growing up. I didn't even know that was such a thing. And so I was living with my grandparents. We moved six times before we hit sixth grade. And I remember it was in sixth grade whenever my mom tried to take her life. And my sister and I got home one night and, and my mom wasn't there. And that's kind of when everything just changed for me. I ended up moving in with my dad. And this is where God really stepped in because my mom went to get help in Abilene, Texas and God divinely connected her with Pastor Jeff at Pastor Jeff's church before he planted Milestone. And she got radically saved. And she is a 100% different person that she was then. And what is so cool is that my mom at that time started praying for me and my sister. And I remember she was praying for us. And so whenever I came to church, whenever milestone was planted in Keller, I was a reluctant teenager. I did not want to be here. I had, it was not my choice, but it was God starting something, setting me in a family, setting me around men and women who cared about me, who wanted more for me than from me. Pastor Jeff even jokes this Milestone Church was started in the cafeteria that people would go get a soda from the vending machine. That was me, okay? I'll be honest. I I clearly remember popping my quarters in there, getting a soda cracking open the middle of the message you know you're probably doing that right now and that's okay it's part of the benefit of online you can you know drink a soda or whatever I don't know that you're doing that you could be roaming around your house chasing your kids down but we're still engaged we're receiving from God but in that context popping open a coke was not so good but but that was me and really like I said I experienced more people that wanted more for me than from me And I had so much potential. I had so much desire for God to do something in my life. I remember crying as a young person sitting outside church, and my student pastors came up and they said, what's wrong? And I just remember saying, I just want to be like you guys. I saw this picture of who God could turn me into and and develop me into, and I wanted that. And the gap from where I was and where I am now, Jesus has 100% filled that gap and he's done it through the context of spiritual family. And what is so great is this is not just my story, this is God's story. And I believe God wants this for you, whether you're an empty nester, whether you're overseeing a young family like me, whether you're a student, God has a plan for you and wants to do the same for you and wants you to experience spiritual family. And it's so cool, even my wife, we met at Elevate's first retreat and uh, she went to University of Texas, she got her master's in accounting, she worked at a big four accounting firm for years and then she came back to use her gifts to serve the church and and now she oversees our finances here. And so we've both benefited from spiritual family, that she benefited so much and, and was developed so much that she could have done anything in the corporate world and came back to use her gifts and God developed and raised me up and has me doing what I'm doing now because he love that process and work through me. And now I want to see others go through that same process. I'm excited for my kids. I'm excited for your kids. And I'm excited for you to experience that as well. And so I want to show you what this looks like practically because Again, I wasn't looking for this. And maybe you weren't looking for spiritual family as well. Maybe you've just moved to the area and you're watching online this weekend, trying to see who Milestone Church is. Maybe you found us on Google and you live across the United States. Well, I believe it's not just a coincidence, but I I believe it could be God placing you. I believe it could be God divinely setting you in a spiritual family of people who want more for you than from you, of people who care about you and wanna see you develop, of people who love you and so you can be seen and known and grow together. And I believe that that's what God has for us. And so how do we experience spiritual family specifically online? I have three points and then I'm gonna pray for us today. Number one, really it starts with surrender. We start with surrender. Spiritual family is amazing. The benefits are amazing. But don't get me wrong, this happens first and foremost through our relationship with Jesus Christ. As a young person, yes, I I wanted the development and I experienced some of those things, but it was Jesus that got a hold of my heart. It was God that showed me that he was a loving father and I love my dad and I'm thankful that he did the very best that he could But I'm thankful that God showed up as a loving father. The Bible says that he's a father to the fatherless, that he does set us in families. And God is the greatest picture of a loving father to us. I think of Luke 15 with the prodigal son, a son who had so much and who ran away and who had wild living and and made a bunch of terrible choices. And you know, as a young person, I really related to God in this sense. I thought that God was mad at me. I thought that I let him down. I thought that I was a disappointment. I thought that I should have been further along, that I should have my stuff together. And oftentimes I related to God in that sense, but God doesn't relate to us that way. God is the loving father like in Luke 15, when the son shows back up after he's come to his senses, that that father runs to his son because of his great love. And that's how God sees you. We're not talking about a bunch of religious activity. I'm not talking about a religion or getting things right or cleaning yourself up before we come to God. I'm talking about a God that says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were far away, teenage Luke had no intention of of church or God or getting myself cleaned up. I had no intention of coming to God. Really God chased me down. And I believe that God is chasing you down. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Well, that's where it all starts. Because the Bible says that when we give our lives to Christ, that we become a new creation. I love my mom because really, she was such a great example of that. I share our difficult upbringing and childhood. And, and it was so radical really to see somebody who was, had, there was so much brokenness and pain in her life. And after she got saved, I remember seeing her, we went and visited her at the rehab facility and seeing her for the first time and thinking, who is this woman? Like I don't even recognize, I would never seen my mom smile like that. I'd never seen how the, the brightness and the life that she had and I knew immediately, I didn't know how to place it, I didn't know how to describe it, but I knew something had changed and it was Jesus. And I wanted that. And thankfully she prayed for years and years and when I gave my life to Christ and went all in, things changed for me forever. I had the privilege of preaching in student ministry for many years, and my favorite, absolute favorite thing was seeing students respond to the gospel. Was saying, you know what, you don't have to earn your salvation. You don't have to work for it. God's done all the work. You simply accept the gift of salvation and surrender, and God comes into your life and he takes over. And the good thing is that God accepts us as we are, but he has every intention of changing us into the best version of ourself. God accepted me as a crazy teenage kid who, who had dreams and aspirations but had a lot of baggage, had a lot of hang-ups, had a lot of things to work through. And God accepted me as I am and had every intention of changing me. And God wants to do the same for you. So how we experience spiritual family, the first thing that we need to do really is surrender to God, to give our lives to Jesus. And if you haven't done that, today is the day. Today is the day for you to say yes to Jesus and go all in. The second thing that we do to experience spiritual family after we've surrendered to God, we really prioritize what matters most. And this is interesting because online is unique in this way. Online is unique because it can be easy to to maybe not see the value of stepping out of online anonymity and into spiritual family. But I see, I see people throughout the time and online campus who have chosen to take that step like Andy, who stepped out of anonymity and into being known and what happens when they prioritize that. What happens whenever you prioritize attending a church service online every week, whenever you set time aside and you put that service on and you say, God, speak to me. God, I want to hear your voice. I want to be known, God. I want, I want to experience spiritual family in this context. Whenever we prioritize that, it's amazing what God I will do. And you know, I get it. We're busy. My calendar is crazy. I got home the other night with three kids. And just to be honest, some days I got it. And then some days I'm, I, I don't have it so much. And so I got home and I was just like, how do people, normal people have time to do things when they get home? Have you ever answered that, Asked that question, just a moment of transparency. And it, but I realized as I'm putting my young kids down, I realized what matters most, And I realize the investment that I'm making in my young kids as I put them to bed, as we pray together every night and we take turns and pray and we put our hands in and we do one, two, three, team newbie, which is our, our deal. Whenever we build that, I realize the investment I'm making in my kids. And so I prioritize it even when I'm tired. And you know what else I prioritize is spiritual family. I prioritize getting my kids in church. I prioritize getting myself in church, spending time with God, because I realize this, that we may think that, that those things matter most, but are we really prioritizing them? If we, if we say that, God, you're the most important thing, are we really prioritizing those things? Because what God will do in anchor moments, and anchor relationships through spiritual family, we can't get anywhere else. I'm so proud of even even some of my own family members. I think I I have an aunt and uncle who started coming to church and they brought their son, Reed. And Reed is a stud baseball player. He's a a stud and travel baseball. And I remember it was during our Christmas services that that their dad said, you know what, we're going to start prioritizing church. And and they started coming and bringing their son. And yes, they have baseball. And and I'm not saying sports are bad or any of our other activities, they're great. But they started prioritizing church and seeing the change in that family because of prioritizing what matters most was radical. And I'm celebrating with them. I'm celebrating with them. And here's the great news about this. Whenever we prioritize it, I believe that, that all of this change, experiencing spiritual family, I believe that it's available for you. I believe that the things that my family's experiencing, the things that I've seen in other families in student ministry, the things that I see in Andy and these other online campus members or Lance and Rachel, whoever it is, I believe that that is available for you. But the question is this, are you prioritizing it? And of course you are. You're watching online right now. I know you are. I'm celebrating you, so I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but, but this is something that we continually evaluate How can I step out of online anonymity? Because really that's my prayer for you. I want you to experience spiritual family, but online is so unique because it's easy to hide. Whenever you come to service here, you can sit on the back row in a little bit. You know, you may have somebody wave to you, but you're really on the back row because you're, you're, Don't even have to sign into chat sometimes, but I believe when you take that step of faith, when you text connect to the number on the screen or you sign up for our Next Steps online class to, to be known, whenever you sign up for an online small group, I believe that that's the process really where spiritual family starts to develop. And that leads me into my third point is this we get overwhelmed by the blessings of spiritual family, we get overwhelmed. I wanna celebrate this family, Annette and Joelle. Annette is an awesome family. She has family who who attends here uh, at at Keller Campus and and they live in Midland. And I love that Annette, during our serve day, she actually reached out and she was like, hey, I, I don't live near you guys, but I wanna be a part and I wanna serve. And Annette and, and her awesome four young girls, they decided for Serve Day that they were gonna go to the elderly community that she works at and, and go door to door and pray for every single person. And so we were able to go down there as a church and serve with her family. And it was such an amazing experience to see this, this woman and this family who love people so much and pray for all of these elderly people. And it was so cool. That just a spiritual family that we experienced together. I was able to pray for her and and just get connected to this family. And just a few days later, her, her daughter ended up in the hospital, tragically, and her daughter's okay now, and praise God. But it was a moment where Man, you're like, does anybody see? God, do you even see that the difficulty that we're going through? And us as a church, we were able to send her flowers and pray with her together. And that's somebody that doesn't live near one of our physical campuses. That's somebody online who is able to experience spiritual family and be known and be seen. And that's just one story, and I'm believing for many, many stories of of you as you step out and become known that you'll experience the blessings of spiritual family. Even in my own life, I remember my my oldest daughter, she was born three months premature, and it was a radical uh, emergency C-section at 28 weeks. And in that moment, it was the scariest moment of my life. And I remember that spiritual family came and rallied together and showed up at that hospital at night and prayed with me and believed with me. And because of that, I was able to go into that experience with faith, trust in God. And my daughter is 100% healthy today. And it was the spiritual family that I remember. I remember somebody brought us coffee that next morning and just as such a small gesture that overwhelmed me. And every step of my, of my life, we've had spiritual family come together and been able to rally with other people. And really, this isn't just about, it's not my story. This is a God story because these are the benefits that we receive when we're connected to spiritual family. And here's what I believe, that if you lean into spiritual family, that if you buy into this thing and you say, you know what, God, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to be known. I'm gonna step out of anonymity. I'm gonna step into into the spiritual family because I want the blessings. I wanna experience that. I I wanna experience the growth and development and the connection and these things that come with spiritual family. I believe that this, you will look up in a few years and be blown away at what God does in your life. You'll be blown away at how God has impacted your family. And I really, truly don't believe that this online is a barrier. I believe that it's just another form, another way for us to engage, another way for us to be connected together in spiritual family. And so if you give your part to the family, I know that you're gonna be blown away and you're gonna be able to experience this. And and it's not overnight. It's not gonna happen immediately. It's valuable, but it's costly. But I believe that it's so worth it. And I believe that God, as he's done in my life, as he's radically transformed me, as he's taken somebody who was the least likely and allowed me to develop in this area. And I've seen it time and time again with the students I've worked with, with students I've worked with, with people at the online campus. And I believe God has the same thing for you and your family. Would you pray with me today? Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you, Father, that this idea of spiritual family, God, is, is a biblical pattern. It's something that you desire so much for us to experience because, God, you set the lonely in families. Your design is not for us to be isolated, God. When we're isolated, that's where the enemy can pick us off. God, but when we're together, we're strong. God, when we're part of a spiritual family, growing together, walking together, loving you together, God, that is where we experience the fullness of what you have for us, God. So I thank you, God. I believe that the the people watching right now, the person watching right now says, man, I don't know if God has that for me, God. I pray that you would give them a revelation, God. You would give them the courage to step out to be known, God, that we can experience spiritual family together. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.